Okay. So. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday to the podcast. It's 200 episodes. We, um, and a little over five years, because the five-year mark was early last month. Um, yep. Uh, so, it's happy 200. Uh, as promised, I have brought Elliot Kalin's Spider-Man and the X-Men comic book to talk about, featuring Sauron wanting to turn people into dinosaurs. Um, nice. Also, it's going to be a very congested episode because I've been sick for the last week, and I mean that's that's just you know, Brent, that, that that's just your life. Um, At you, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> yep. Um, I don't know. Should we start off with the comic? Do we want to talk? Because other topics, you know, neither of us has seen the Batman. Um, you know, the the new Vegeta movie from Warner Brothers. Um, I get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's darker and grittier than I would expect um, Vegeta in a pink shirt to be, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. Ro- Robert Batten Bats, um, the Batman, came out uh, this weekend. I haven't seen it. It's three hours. I don't want to go to a theater for three hours. I'm sure it's good. It's a Batman movie, um, and like I'll definitely see it when I feel like seeing it. But you know, it's three hours. It's a reboot. Like that—that's just kind of asking too much right now. Um, yeah, it's it'd probably be like the Joker. Like, oh, it's it's good, <laughs> but it's it or maybe it's just different enough to where. Um. It seems better than it is because people have this idea about superhero movies. Yeah, I mean, I I heard um, the Weekly Planet is one of the podcasts I listen to, and they got to see an early screening, but they weren't allowed to say, you know, any detailed thoughts. The most he could say was that he talked to other people who at the screening about their reactions, and there were people who said they really liked it, and there were people who said they really didn't. Um. So take that for what you will, I guess. It's, mm. you know, Rotten Tomatoes score is glowing, but it's usually glowing unless something's really, really terrible about a movie before it, you know, comes out in theaters. Um, I mean, yeah, like it, it looks like it's probably good. Uh, I did read a little bit yeah. about a certain character who shows up at the end of the movie who they're teasing as set up for a future movie. You can probably guess who it is just from that setup because this is a Batman movie and of course they're going to set this character up to be in a future movie because we can't get the fuck away from this guy. Um, Calendar Man. I wish. That would have been good (laughs) if it was Calendar Man. No, but I mean it it is kind of similar to Calendar Man in that it's a mysterious character. Well, not really mysterious. He's portrayed as mysterious. Who's in um, Arkham? Who the Riddler talks to at the end of the movie? Who um, I guess there's like deleted scene because the movie's three hours, but was originally gonna be like there's like four hours of footage for it, and there's deleted scenes of this certain villain who you can probably guess um, was the Clock King. No, unfortunately, no. Damn um, it! Who was gonna have like a Hannibal Lecter-ish role where Batman has to go to him to ask? 
proper advice on how to stop the Riddler. But, yeah. Hmm. Let's see, who can that be? It's not Scarface. Um, oh. No. Darn it. Um, no, it's not the Dolly or whatever, the, the little kid <laughs> who um, was angry because she was a movie star or something. Is it not the Mad Hatter? No. No. Damn it. It's weird that they haven't done Mad Hatter in a movie yet. Yeah, that that seems like a very like semi-realistic one that they could do, right? Yeah, I like, mean fa- fairly easily. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know if like the whole Alice in Wonderland connection complicates it. Not the like the book's public domain as far as I know. So it's yeah, not that I'm Disney sure owns the movie rights to Alice in Wonderland, but... But, I mean, I bet they'd win anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if somebody did make one. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, because like, we've gotten Riddler twice now, Catwoman three, four, well, I guess if, if you count Batman 66, we've had Riddler three times, Catwoman four times... Joker, I, I don't even know. There's so many. Um, Every time. Yeah. Um, Bane has happened twice, technically. Um, yeah. Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, Scarecrow, and Rachel Ghoul have had one each. Um, yeah, so they've done a lot of Batman villains, but like, they really need to do Clayface. Like, Clayface would be cool to see like you know, with yeah modern special effects or even if they you know it would also be cool if they did like a lower budget batman movie and did clayface as like the thing you know that kind of claymation stop huh. motion thing like that that would be cool yeah what's weird about Clay, well, uh, not weird. What's good about Clayface too is that it, you can really lean into the detective angle more, because mm. <clears throat> he's basically like trying to track down this thing that can turn into anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy is a shapeshifter. Yeah, and like vocal impressionist and everything. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me. I need yeah. to sign back up for HBO Max when Harley Quinn season three finally kicks off, or at least oh, after yeah. it ends, so I can just watch the whole thing at once. Well, spoiler alert, Jade: um, Batman doesn't eat pussy. <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> no. But um, I mean, that doesn't mean the other characters can't. It's just yeah, Harley Harley Quinn definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just because Batman's got toy sales to worry about. He's not allowed to have, well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's weird because he does have, like, sex in his live-action movies, like Metallia and uh, What's-Your-Face, the reporter from Batman 89. I mean, it's implied that he does actually fuck all the, like, supermodels he dates as Bruce Wayne, but... Mm. I mean, that's a maybe, maybe not type thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, those are fully off-screen, but, like, Talia in Dark Knight Rises, like, they're, like, naked on the carpet together, if I remember right. Mm, I don't... I don't remember fully. Yeah, I remember that there was, like, there was some kind of scene after they 
you know, because he got like locked out of his mansion because he lost all his money, and then they broke in or something. I haven't watched the Nolan trilogy in forever. Mm. Like God, I don't think I've seen um, Return since it came out. <laughs> uh, the the key. No, or um, no, Rises. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was yeah. mixing things up. <laughs> there's too many Batman things. Yeah, a lot, there's a lot of Batman. You know, we got Batman Returns, Batman or Dark Knight Rises, Batman Rising Revengeance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so many R words. Fuck you, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention last episode. While I was on vacation, I replayed Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, and the dialogue is really bad, but it's also still a really fun game. Yeah, it's it's Metal Gear, so mm. I mean, I mean the dialogue is worse. It's it's Metal Gear by way of Platinum Games, so the dialogue is yeah. extra cringe. Fair. Yeah, like at least at least in Bayonetta, they like just go like full over the hill with it, right? Mm. Yeah, no, it's um, like if if Bayonetta's dialogue was also trying was to have serious? was trying to have like a political message to it um then you end up with rising revengeance yeah well you can cut giant robots in a billion pieces mm. so that's neat yep yep and the bad guy's got na- nano machines son son uh, yeah so so jade i have a very important question for you okay who else in um, Batman's world eats pussy? Because um, like I, I feel like King Shark does, but just like incidentally. I mean, he could he could just eat an entire cat, and, and that would. Um, but hmm, yeah, I mean. Like poison ivy, probably. Yeah. Um. Um. We know Doctor Psycho doesn't. Right. He's um. What's the word? Um. A shit bag. Yeah. Uh, I I bet Freeze did. Mm. Uh, <laughs> when that was a possibility. Mm. Yeah. Before um, his head was in a glass bowl. He seemed like a very generous. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Let's see. Penguin doesn't. Nah. I mean, even though he's like at the right height already. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got the <laughs> nose for it. But. <laughs> that was my Joker laugh. Hmm. It was pretty good, huh? Well. Decent, right? I mean, I, I heard part. I think the sound cut out a little bit, so I'll hear it back on recording. Fuck, just say yeah. Mm. <laughs> Alright, e- Eugene, Scarlet, um, who else listens? Mm. Um, uh, John Paul, maybe, Toshiro, maybe. Yeah, everybody, just tell me yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah just, just go on the Dice Funk Discord into the fan productions box, and without any other words or comments or anything, just type the word yeah. yeah. And, and just yeah, that. and yeah. we'll know any version of yeah, like yeah with the H, like Y E A or just ye. 
I'll get it. Y E H Y E A Y E A H Y A H Y A anything <laughs> like you, you could I don't know post a meme of the dinosaur going ye mm. uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get it <laughs> yeah nobody elaborate <laughs> so that was at least close to 12 minutes of us talking about a movie that neither of us has seen <laughs> I'm just imagining like four, four or five people just randomly like posting that one video on YouTube of the dinosaur going, "Yee!" <laughs> and nobody else knowing why. I uh, know. I mean, there's like two posts of that, and then someone will post about like a Twitch stream they're doing, and then there'll be another post of the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Cosmignan will update their comic, yeah. and, uh... <laughs> and then there'll be another dino. And they'll just... <laughs> yeah. uh, I... Nobody can make myself laugh more than me. It's a gift. Mm. Um, anyway. <laughs> what, what were you saying before I lost my fucking mind? Uh, just the... That's a lot of stuff we said about a Batman movie that we haven't seen. I guess yeah, we're talking I mean, about other Batman we, things. But. Yeah. Like, um... Oral sex. Let's move on. Mm. Um, okay, so other topics we've... You know, we've got the Spider-Man comic. Um, yeah. We've got... I played uh, Majora's Mask again, because they added it to Virtual Console. It's still good. They fixed a lot of the technical issues that the N64 emulator thing was having, so now the big issue... Is that there's still not a lot, this not a lot of games. Um, this whole Switch era of classic games has been pretty pitiful. Um, but and now it's the only way yeah, to play them. But Majora's Mask is still fun. Um, and let's see, uh, Kirby got a demo. It's a Kirby game. It feels like a Kirby game, so it's fun, and I liked it. But even though it is in 3D, it doesn't feel like it's really breaking new ground. It's like the mouthful mode is a, you know, funny gimmick to see Kirby stretching his <laughs> mouth around, you know, <clears throat> human world objects. That's somebody's because, fetish. <laughs> because for some reason Kirby's been, like, the game starts off, you're sucked through like a time-space vortex into Ironic. this new world that is, you know, pretty clearly like a post-apocalyptic Earth that Kirby's landed on. And and they're never going to explain, you know, how this Earth like planet. Kirby's can gotta be, Kirby's gotta have some underlying darkness in there. Yeah. So yeah, so Kirby's running around this like overgrown, ruined former city and wrapping his mouth around cars and vending machines and uh, traffic cones that are surprisingly potent. Like he, traffic cone Kirby who like jump up in the air and then flip upside down and slam point side down into like cracked ground and break it so these traffic cones i don't know what they're made of they're they're pretty powerful 
Some of them in real life have cement in them. Okay. So, so maybe that's what um, it is. I'm just used to the rubber ones. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, most people won't actually touch the really heavy ones mm. that are made for, like, okay, no, seriously, stay the fuck out. Mm. Yeah, I guess because the, it's all, like, city streets so far. In like, the, the demo only has, like, three levels, but... Um, but yeah, should be fun. Can't wait. It's coming out later this month. Um, Poyo. Yeah. Poyo or in the Kirby manga, he says Pope. I like Poyo better. Yeah. Also, the Kir- Kirby manga mania just had its fourth volume. I, I got it. I read it. It's a gag manga. There's not really anything to say about the plot. Um, but if you want to see Kirby turn into an old man and show off his wrinkly old man ass, um, that <laughs> happens in a panel of the comic. Of, co- of course I want to see that. Yeah. No, the, Kirby, you know, like, pushes his cheeks together to show his wrinkly old man ass <laughs> on a panel of the comic, what? and then there's a later, one of the later stories is like a curse of this, like, ice yokai or something. And one of the things that happens is that Rick the hamster is peeing and his pee stream freezes. <laughs> also, it's an officially what? licensed Nintendo product. The seal of quality's on there, so that's how you know that Nintendo approves of this potty humor. <laughs> What the fuck? Yep. Actually, I, I posted images of both of those in, I think, the Not Safe for Work box. Uh, you know, it, at least at least Kirby shoving his ass cheeks together is better than the other way around. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't get to see any, like, full, like, rectum buttholes. It's just cheeks. No, no b-hole action, right? No. I mean, his mouth is his anus, so... Yeah. Like... Yeah, and, it, like, I guess you could say maybe the he doesn't have a butt, he's just simulating a butt by pushing the backside of his <laughs> skin together. Yeah. Kirby is, like, 90% anus. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, Pokemon... And Ellen yeah. Ring to talk about. Yeah, Ellen, what a nice, what a nice person Ellen Ring is. Yeah. Um, I'm very glad she could make us a game. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> She's an excellent game director for her first time. Yeah, no, it seems like the game's doing pretty well for itself. Yeah, like it. I I feel like a lot of people trick themselves into thinking that it wouldn't be another Dark Souls hmm. somehow, but it is. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, seemed, it, it's Dark Souls forward. It's clear through the you know, despite the you know George R R Martin involvement that it is just another Souls, um, you know, hard as fuck, you know, fight monsters in a fantasy world kind of game. Yeah. The I I think the whole George R. R. Martin thing was that he he like wrote the the story of the world and then 
in the game much as every other uh, FromSoft game based on Demon Souls. Um, you're you're playing in the apocalypse of that world that he made. Mm. Yeah. So I think that that was his basic contribution is like he set the foundations of the fantasy world and then FromSoft uh, broke it apart. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard about. Yeah, look, I, you know, I've yeah. heard a lot about the game. I haven't, like, I didn't really watch the trailers, so I don't know how to picture anything that people are saying when they talk about it. Like, I assume it's yeah, just I mean, it, a dystopian fantasy general look. It's a lot less like straightforward darkness than than like Dark Souls like Dark Souls has a lot of gray <laughs> like it has a lot of like gloomy castle walls mm. um and and like really dark oppressive caves and um there is a lot of that in Elden Ring but also the overworld is the overworld could be like any any like fantasy, um, like any other kind of fantasy, like mm. <laughs> I, like it's the Tolkien esque like, um, high fantasy. Yeah, like ro- like like rolling plains. Like there's giant magical trees um, in the background everywhere, and you can visit some of them, yeah, um, including one that stretches up like miles and is visible from everywhere on the map during the daytime. So it's another fantasy story that's set in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the the edge of the map is like giant cliffs that um drop off into the ocean. Mm. So yeah, that sounds like New Zealand. Um But yeah, like the the combat the menus the animations everything is dark souls like if you like halfway enjoy dark souls um elden ring is like a huge next step in their formula like i i i do miss the like straightforward level design of the other games because it it just flows really well whereas Elden Ring is just a big open world, and depending on what what order you go to what place, it could just flat out crush you. <laughs> and I mean that that was half true in the other games, but there was also it was like, oh, I I beat I've gotten to this place, and this thing is really hard. I'll go back and go to the other one place I can go, mm. because that's probably where I'm supposed to go right now. So before I can come back and beat this thing. So it's just like a choice p- paralysis of all the directions you could go, and some of them will kill you, and some of them you can handle. Kind of, yeah. You don't know which one I mean, to they, go to if you if you get stuck at one, you don't know which direction to turn to find the one you won't get stuck at. Yeah, kind of. Because like the, your your starting area is kind of like the second easiest area in the game, um, 
Whereas, like, you go south, there's a little island that is really the, the like, what <laughs> should be the starting area if you start a new character. Like, you... And there, there's also a lot of weird user interface um, or things that just never get explained. Like, what one of the core mechanics in the game that's new is that you can spend your magic points to, like, summon NPCs to help you in battle. Um, but to unlock that, you have to go to this place that you've already been, like, at night after you unlock leveling up. Which, by the way, <laughs> unlocking leveling up means that you have to rest at this one specific um Mark of Grace, which uh, a Mark of Grace is just your checkpoints um, where you can respawn from and uh, teleport to and level up at. So otherwise, um, you're just kind of, if you don't go to that place, you're just stuck at base level until you get there? Yeah, I mean, it, it might be the case that after you activate that point, um, then anyone you rest at will will have the NPC show up and let you level up. But I don't know mm. that for certain. <laughs> like, it, it's... Like, stuff like that is frustrating because it it's not... It's not even the case of difficulty, right? It's just the case of... Did you stumble upon mm. this thing or not? And that's... That kind of sucks for things that are core mechanics. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like, seems like they should make it clear. Like, if the point was to make it so that you can do a playthrough where, you know, you you make it hard on yourself by being stuck at base level the whole run, that they still like present you with like you can level up or you can say no, um, so that you intentionally choose the hard path. Yeah. Instead of making you just trip around and yeah, like try to figure out why you haven't, you know, gotten any stronger from all the stuff you've had to deal with. Yeah, and like it, it's the the sum like unlocking the summoning is what really got me, because it's like first you have to unlock leveling, which you you might you might not do. <laughs> Like, as soon as you should be able to. Um, and then you have to go to this other place that you've probably already been because it's right where the starting area leads you. Like, where you where you spawn into the overworld map. Um, like, points you straight to the, the old um, half-destroyed church where the NPC shows up. But, yeah... I mean, other the other Souls games didn't really make it easy either. Like in Bloodborne, um, to unlock leveling, you have to have one insight. Um, and insight is only gained by using a certain item or running into a boss. So I think the idea is that you wander around and find a boss and then when you die you go back to the hub area 
and realize that, oh, this inanimate doll is talking now. Uh, <laughs> and now she'll let me level up. Uh, which is still kind of a pain, but also it's something that would happen naturally mm. all the time. Um, whereas resting at a certain checkpoint, maybe not. Even like the the game does direct you towards that checkpoint, but also when I got there, I was at full health, so I wasn't gonna rest at it until I eventually looked up like, why can't I level yet? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yeah, like the the actual the actual like exploring and fighting mechanics in the game are great though. Um, like the the world feels a lot more cohesive, or or maybe just like readable um, than like the other Souls games mm. because they just because get it's a famous it's, author to write the world. Well, it it's it's more like the world is actually alive, um, ha well half alive, whereas the the world's basically completely dead. In at least the other Souls games, Bloodborne is kind of all right. So like Demon Souls and Dark Souls is like the the world ended like forever ago, and you're kind of in the middle of a transition. Um, Whereas Bloodborne is like, okay, the city was, like, fully taken over by mm. werewolves, <laughs> like, like, last night. Um, so, yeah. And El Elden Ring is, like, all this shit, all this shit happened, um... The Elden Ring broke, and now you have to form the Fellowship <laughs> to find the, find the, okay. the shards. Um, Not ripped off from any famous yeah, that, that, um, other fantasy stories. Yeah, the the, the Elden Ring is uh, is basically the Ring mm -hmm. of Power. Um, it's like, oh oh, um, defeat all the shard bearers um, to get their shards of the Elden Ring and mm. become the Elden Lord. Um. Yeah, that's the the main goal of the game. Uh, but I mean, I haven't done any of that yet because I've just been wandering around and finding like dungeons with shit in them to make mm. me slightly stronger. Um, before I fight any main bosses that will tear my asshole apart. Hmm. So yeah, it's really good if you like that style of game, which which I do. Um, Bloodborne is one of my favorite games, and even though it's a lot more like Dark Souls than Bloodborne, Elden Ring has a lot. Elden Ring makes non-shield <laughs> classes more viable than in Dark mm. Souls, so I like it. I've been running around with a giant sword. Um, made for thrusting so I, I have a really long range um, and I have no magic <laughs> which makes it hard because I, I've i seen some videos that suggest that magic mm. is overpowered so uh, 
I I'm I'm using a very not um what's the word mm, optimal um r- yeah a very non-optimal mm. character build but I'm still having fun and that's all that matters and I I haven't hit a huge wall mm. yet that that's the one good thing is that there's always a new place to go if you've hit a wall and I think that alone will help a lot of people who bounced off of the other FromSoft games um, to kind of ease them into mm. it. Um, yeah. Because, like, even if. In, in, until you get to the story boss that just probably, um, like I said before, just rips your asshole apart. Um, then it m- I might get frustrating. There's enough stuff to grind and level up before you go to that boss, right? The- yeah, I, I've probably played for like 15 hours, and I've, I've done so many dungeons. <laughs> like I, I fought one story boss, um, and I, I, I don't know if like me playing Bloodborne obsessively for the past five years it helped me or if my my build was just good for fighting him but I beat him a lot easier than what other people suggested that their mm. experience was I mean maybe um, they just you know rushed straight into it without exploring all the dungeons first yeah yeah cause well that's the thing is that you you get into the overworld after like a, a pretty brief opening section um, and the way the game guides you is at, at the marks of grace you checkpoints um, some of them will leave a little light trail that guide you to the big story bosses um, so most people's first instinct would be to just follow like follow that um, until mm. they have a reason not to and following that leads you right to Margit who is the the boss I was just talking about um, but I, honestly like every every Souls game and Bloodborne have a boss like that where it's just it's made to destroy new new players like it's it's made made to get them to learn like the mechanics of the game like in Bloodborne it it was Father Gascoigne who is very fast um he he's meant to get you to play more mm-hmm. offensively and in Elden Ring Margit is very big, very slow, um, but his attacks have a very wide range. Um, so I think they're trying to get you to, like, try to dodge and find openings. Um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> I'm, talking, I'm talking about mechanics of a hmm. game you've never played. Yeah, so. I mean, I still can't picture um, it, aside from it being like, yeah, I assume it's some kind of fantasy-ish thing you ride through some fields and I don't know there's a big monster or something um but but enough people really are interested in the game that there's something about it I'm not seeing 
So it is it is really good. The world is really well built. Um, a lot of the added mechanics work really well within the world that they they made. Um, like first of all, you have a horse, so it's not like the other Souls games where you're just running around. Except now it's forever mm. because there's a big open world. Um, so there's the new there's the new uh, dimension of mounted combat. Um, one of one of the things I'm really glad they did is that if you beat a random mob of enemies in the open world, you will get your health potions mm. back. Is your horse indestructible um, like or other you, games? Or you you can call him at any time. He's like a magic horse, and um, he can die in battle, but he kind of just turns into magic sparks and you can call him back at the cost of one health potion um so like if you're if you're fighting a boss in the open world and he kills your horse um yeah you you just call him again and there's a very annoying dialogue box (laughs) that says do you want to use a health potion to resurrect your horse are you sure you want um and you have to yeah. Um, like, yeah, I don't want to do that in the middle of a boss fight. <laughs> so that that was really annoying. But it's such a small thing in the long run. Uh, but yeah, it's a really good game. I it, it's, it's the kind of game you stop playing and then you think about playing later. Hmm. <laughs> Start playing, you think about playing, and then yeah. you go and uh, play Kirby instead. <laughs> yeah, I've I've kind of been alternating between Elden mm. Ring and Pokemon. Um, like, uh, ironically, I'm more afraid to play Pokemon because I don't want any of them to die. <laughs> like. I'm not scared of dying in Elden Ring because all I lose is like what the the well, rooms, yeah, I mean, the currency to level up. Of Elden Ring. Or Elden Ring. Right. I can't lose any permanent progress, at least not yet. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think they let you lose permanent progress in a Souls hmm. game since Demon Souls. Um, I mean, because you could always just but yeah. not do a Nuzlocke run on Pokemon. Yeah, I'm. If, if if I get really frustrated, I I will not do that. But also, fighting the elite four mm. was very tense um, and very exciting, and I really liked it um, on the on the crystal mm. playthrough. And we'll have to see how you fare when you fight your dad, your infamous dad who everyone's yeah. talking about. <laughs> I some. Everybody's talking about my dad. Does does Flannery want to fuck my dad? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, he's been in Hoenn for a long time, away from his wife and kid. Yeah. Okay, uh, Jade, I have a very important mm. question to ask you. Does Norman eat um, pussy? <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know if that's been confirmed or denied. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Get on a game. He's a normal freak. type trainer. He lives in a dojo, and he has monkeys as his Pokemon. I don't know if any of that means anything as far as pussy eating goes, but. Hmm. Well, they're not. They're not just monkeys. Mm. They're sloths. Yeah. yeah. So that means he might be lazy. So I mean, yeah, I it's, no. it's weird that he does have like the sloth line or his main Pokemon, because otherwise his whole deal seems like he's kind of intense. Like he seems more like a fighting gym than the actual fighting gym. Yeah, yeah. Brawly is nothing. Yeah, Brawly is you know, no, a fun. His, his whole character yeah, he's, is he's ocean a, puns. He, he has like a fun <laughs> hangout. Wait, why isn't he a water? Oh, because the water trainer's in Sutopolis. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if there was a water gym, but no, it's the eighth one. Because otherwise, yeah, he could have been the water trainer, and Norman could be the fighting. But yeah, as long as we don't lose Doom, Doom Shroom or Muddy Buddy, we're good. Okay, so if either of those ones dies, the Nuzlocke is off. Is the rule? Yeah, I I'm strongly considering mm. that <laughs> because I mean let, let's let's be realistic. Doom Shroom is is the absolute pinnacle of meme mm. pokemon yeah i mean it's, it's um, kind of too bad he's not I've, a shroomish anymore because shroomish has a great expression yeah but yeah but now that he has fighting moves i can i can use the um doom 2016 uh mm. finishers um which i've been very i've been very excited <laughs> about just playing pokemon while listening to doom mm. music <laughs> Um. Hopefully, maybe maybe after Norman, because his uh, slack off can one shot anything. Um, maybe in the next gems, I'll be able to use Doom Shroom mm. more. I forget. I forget what all the gems um, are. Um. Let's see. This Norman is normal, and then Winona is flying. Uh, Tate and oh, Lysa no. are psychic. And um, oh no, <laughs> uh, Wallace is water. Okay, well that one's good at least. Um, flying is very bad because he he is grass f- fighting. Mm. Um, <laughs> so that's that's a yeah, big no no. Uh, yeah, you've got normal, and then from there you go back up to Vermilion, cross the river, go up through the forest, uh, save the weather. St- yeah, you got, well, you got to go to the weather station where cast form and the weather people are, you know, dealing with whichever team is holding it hostage in this version of the game. Um, and then I think Fall Arbor is the, the town with Winona and the Flying Gym. And then you go down to Lily Cove and I think you might have to go to Mount Pyre before you head out to sea. Um... You have to go to Mount Pyre and fight, you know, whichever team is there and get your orbs so you can deal with the... I'm not sure how it works in Emerald, because in Ruby and Sapphire, it's like you get one of the orbs and the other team had the other orb. And you have to use the orb to go get your either Groudon or Kyogre. Um, yeah, I think in this one, each team gets gets their orb and they both summon hmm. them at once. Yeah. Um, and then you 
you get um, Big Mommy Rayquaza on your side, and she tells her kids to mm. fuck off. Um, and then you can go trap her in a ball. Yep. Yeah, because then when, once you're out to sea, you get to uh, the island where Tate and Liza and the psychic power of Jim and all that is. And then Sutopolis is around the time that the big showdown with the legendaries happens um and then it's off to the league after that yeah I I don't remember the fighting the teams to be hard at all when I played like 10 Mm. years ago um so yeah also you get your master ball in the whichever team's lair is in lily cove um and the first time i played ruby i didn't know that you could miss the master ball so i did so i didn't have a master ball because um yeah because you have to get it while you're exploring you can't go back and get it later because the the dungeon gets you know shut down um i don't know if that's the case in emerald or not but that yeah. sucks. <laughs> like that. That's that's yeah. just bad. In, in most of the games, somebody they, they gives you do the that. master ball, but in this one, right. you have to find it in that lair. And I don't think they even tell you that it's there. You just have to, you know, explore and grab all the items that you see. Yeah, like I, I think in Gen Two, like you can't possibly hmm. miss it because because after I think you get it after you beat the Elite Four for the first time. And Professor Elm gives you the Master Ball and then gives you the um, SS Aqua mm. ticket to get to Kanto. Yeah, and in uh, Gen 1, the president guy that you rescue uh, gives it to you. Yeah, so I, I, I don't... I think you can skip talking to him, but like he's right there after you just uh, liberated mm. the city <laughs> from terrorists. So, like, I, I think talking to him is pretty yeah, obvious. Yeah, and the Pokemon to use it on is either Latios or Latias. I'm not sure how that works in Emerald, but they do the Suicune thing where they run away, and you have to either hunt them the slow way or um, just hit them with a Master Ball. Yeah, I hate I hate roaming legendaries. <laughs> I, I just... Cannot mm. stand it. Because, like, if um, Entei and um, Raiko weren't roaming in Gen 2, I would have caught them mm. and Ho-Oh. Yeah. But that... I, w- I was not spending hours um, just running around random patches of grass hoping that I would be able to catch them yeah maybe. no it's like you have to keep checking the map and then you you know, move to another section see which direction they go and try to find a way to cut them off and not end up just like you cross into the section they're in as they jump into the section you were in and then you're <laughs> flip-flopping back and forth yeah it's really dumb I I like as much as I hate not being able to cat, catch uh mythic pokemon in in pokemon games like i i think roaming legendaries might mm. even be worse because i i know they're possible but i i do not have the patience mm. for it yeah like i'd i'd rather go for a shiny 
and that that ends up that in itself is terrible. Yeah, I mean, I've tracked down roaming Pokemon the slow way, but I don't have the time for that anymore. Yeah. At least I'm on an emulator, so if I run into one, I could just throw balls mm. at it until it works. Yeah, you could create a save state where it has just appeared, and then you just keep doing that yeah. until it connects, and you don't have to you know, re-track it down if it escapes. Or kills your Gengar that was right. holding it in place with mean look. That that was oddly specific. Yeah, no, I mean, well, that that's how you <laughs> stop Entei from running away. You use a mean look on it and just yeah. hope it doesn't break out of the hypnosis that you then put it in after the mean look. Yep. Pokemon, um, it's really great and I like it, obviously. Mm. But there's a lot of annoying shit <laughs> in Pokemon. Um, oh, actually, that I, I just I just don't think is worth yeah, it. Scarlet and Violet just got announced in the time since we last uh, recorded, yeah. so we should probably talk about the Weed Cat. Um, everyone's favorite <laughs> Weed Cat. And the other ones yeah. are good too, but I don't know. I feel like I need to wait and see what the final evolutions are before deciding which one to get as a starter. I'm getting the fire starter. Um, because I I feel like the the water duck. First of all, it's it's the the same premise as like three other Pokemon. Mm. <laughs> um, and also it, I'm pretty sure it's going to turn into water flying, maybe. Yeah, I mean, um, and I don't I don't want another one of those. Yeah, like I usually go water starter, but if it becomes water flying, that's quadruple weak to electric, and I no, I'd rather not. Yeah, just get a Gyarados. Yeah. It's like it's <laughs> it, like yeah. who 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 cares that it doesn't actually learn any fly, any flying moves? Yeah, I mean I don't just even get use Gyarados anyway. because of the you know that super weakness. It's like, at least with Swampert being super weak to grass, there's not a lot of scary things in grass, and you can learn Ice Beam and kill the grass things. Um, but a Water Flyer can't really do anything about Electro-type, except die to them. Gyarados might be able to learn Earthquake. Hmm. Yeah, that would, that would work if you could do that. But also, um... I would just switch to a ground Pokemon. I've got three of them on my current team. <laughs> oh, by the way, Lemon is maybe my favorite nickname yet. Um, Lemon the the uh, Numo, um, was it? Numo yeah. yeah, Numo Numo. I don't uh, hey, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's a really good nickname until it evolves, and then it will not be a great nickname. Hmm. Maybe maybe I'll rename it after. Yeah, uh, Humpy, Humpy the camera. <laughs> Humpy, I'll name it Wednesday. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just caught a spunk. Oh, yep. Um, that I named Pork Psyop, which. <laughs> It's kind of a reach, mm. but I like it. I like the name. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I like I Splink a lot. I don't think I ever used one on my team though. Like I, I don't think it's a particularly powerful psychic Pokemon, but it is a psychic Pokemon, so I have hmm. it, and I needed one. I mean, half half of the half of the like poison Pokemon in the game have levitate, so hmm. um, using ground against them isn't that good anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but there also isn't like a poison gym or any. Not really a whole lot of poison in Gen 3 to deal with. Yeah, that's true. So I'm I'm glad Magnemite doesn't have Levitate, because that would be very annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no, the um, remaining types, you, you've got Normal Flying, Psychic, Water, and then the Elite Four are Dark, Ghost, Ice, and Dragon, and Steel. Yeah... Dark shouldn't be too bad as long as um, Doom Shroom survives. Hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, like Dark does have uh, Sharpedo, so that's a water one that you're yeah because yeah because it's because it is this generation. He's got like Mighty Yenna, Sharpedo, um, Cacturn. I think. I think that. That might be the three that he's got, unless Emerald added more. I think he's got, like, duplicates or some of the... Like, maybe an Absol. Oh. Um, or a Zigzagoon. No, not Zigzagoon. A Zangoose. Yeah. Zigzagoon is one of my favorite, um, like, early game rodents. Mm. But Zangoose is one of my least favorite yeah, Z- <laughs> evolutions. Zangoose is... I don't think Zangus is an evol- I think Zangus is just like a one-off, and it's just weird, angsty. Oh, it's the big white one that looks angry. Oh yeah, him, and he's got his big anime. That's claw. right. It, it's the it's the edgy anime yeah. one. That's right. Is that no? Is that just normal? Um, I I think it's dark. I'm not sure. Oh, is it? It might be normal dark I, or. Just normal, or I don't know. Normal dark is a terrible type. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember. I just oh, remember God. it's an ugly, angsty thing that was the one of the yeah. Gen three uh, non-evolving Pokemon. I'm sure somebody out there likes it. Yeah, the Edge Lords out there. Yeah. Edge Lord Pokemon. I hope nobody listening likes it. <laughs> I mean, what's your favorite legendary Darkrai? Yeah, uh, I feel there's got to be one that's angstier than that. Um, I don't know, maybe something Mewtwo from Gen is Five up there, but not compared to Dark. I mean, Gen Five has like forty-eight legendaries, so yeah, yeah probably. Oh well, yeah, I mean that one is kind of like the the black and white dragons and then the half black half ice dragon and half white half ice dragon because you know, they had like the Kyurum thing okay. where, like the half forms where you can like fuse them together and yeah yeah so who which pokemon is edgier um dark rye giratina or 
Curium. Or Evelta. However you say that. Oh, yeah. The the big um, red and black bird. Yeah, the Y bird. Um, the Shadow shadow the Hedgehog uh, of Pokemon, mm. <laughs> if, if you will. Yeah. No, actually, actually, I think the Shadow the Hedgehog of Pokemon is still just dark, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, Guzzlord isn't really angsty. It's just a big kaiju. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's not really edge. That's just um, a monster. Whereas all the other ones, the monster is inside. (laughs) Crawling in their skin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love when we're on the same page. Mm. They need to make a dark yeah. one of the Reggies and have like the angsty Reggie. Um let's see, what what would be a good name? Like Reggie, Reggie Dark. I mean that that's kind of on the nose, but Well, I mean they have Regi Steel, Reg and, Ice, Regit Rock. Yeah. Uh Regit Drago, Regilecki. It's like they're all Reggie and typing. Except for Gigas, because he's just a big weirdo. <laughs> that was gen 4 where they were just adding unnecessary extra forms to all sorts of things yeah fucking riparier um Mm. yeah magnazone's alright I don't love it but I like Porygon Z except that Porygon 2 is cuter yeah so I don't want to evolve my Porygon 2 Porygon is such a weird Pokemon. Mm. Like, I mean, I guess it was always supposed to be kind of different because it was the, like the yeah. only artificial the Pokemon, virtual duck Pokemon. Yeah, that somehow but, still gets a lower number in the Pokedex than so many other Pokemon that existed before it. Yeah, they they kind of tried to play that off in Gen Two, where it's like, oh, look at all these new Pokemon we discovered. <laughs> yeah, it's um, like somebody discovered Porygon before discovering Kangaskhan. <laughs> so like or, the world knew about this man-made thing before they went to the Safari Zone and saw Kangaskhan. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, the Pokédex was made by Professor Oak, hmm. so it could just be like in the order that he he discovered them. Um, hmm. It's like, I mean, that would explain why the first nine are um, the ones he's got in his shop, plus mm. uh, their evolutions. Yeah, and then the next ones are like the ones right outside his house. Yeah. Out in the yard. What, what is number ten? Is that like uh, Caterpie or Weedle? I think it is. Yeah, I think yeah, Caterpie is 10, 11, 12. Weedle's 13, 14, 15. And then Spiro and Hero and then Rattata Eradicate, I think. You remember more of this than I do. I had the whole first 151 memorized as a kid, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I could probably still tell tell you, like, all 151 if um, I could write them down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the... The numbers on them are a complete mystery to me. 
Yeah, I mean, after it got, you know, Gen 2 came out, it just seemed pointless to memorize them. Yeah. I mean, they, they even had a, a national dex in Gen 2. So, like, they, they realized, like, this is not... <laughs> This is not sustainable. Yeah, like Gen Three made it even more pointless because you know, in order to get the national decks, you have to connect to Fire Red and Leaf Green. So when I was playing Ruby and Fire Red and Leaf Green didn't exist, it was just oh, it's a new decks. The, there's only two hundred now. Um, some of them are missing, and you just gotta live with that. Yeah, yeah, because in Gen Two you had to trade some from Gen One to get them. Um, mm. And then by Gen three, yeah, like, Gen, Gen three was just the Hoenn decks until yeah. Fire Red and Leaf Green came out, and then kind of patched in a national decks, right? And then Gen four and up is uh, all connected via internet, I think. Yeah, like yeah. I think I think Although there's some shenanigans getting from DS to three DS. Um, but otherwise, I think it's pretty, uh... I mean, yeah, it's it's all one-way transport, but like, getting from GBA to DS is that you need a DS that has both of those slots, so you can put the cartridge in and put the card in and transfer them up to the DS card without any way to get them back. Yeah. And then Gen 4 to 5 is just trading between two DS systems and then five to six I think involved that there was, there was like an app you could get for um, a DS that would let you go into your gen 5 game and send Pokemon from it up to Pokemon bank I think I think it was Pokemon bank now it's Pokemon home yeah um, but yeah, you could send them from 5 up to... It was like a transfer tool to send them into the Pokemon Bank where you could then send them into Gen 6. And then Pokemon Bank was the hub for Gen 6 and 7. And then Switch became the platform for Pokemon. So then they made Pokemon Home. So you have to send everything from your Pokemon Bank to your Pokemon Home where now it's only available in certain games but not all the games that exist because <laughs> they don't all have all the pokemon programmed into them so sometimes it's one-way travel and sometimes it isn't whether you're using sword shield let's go or a brilliant diamond shining pearl legends arceus um uh, or just go, go. <laughs> yeah it, yeah there's all the you know games that are connected to it but some you can send things to and from and some you can't and it's all confusing and falling apart because the DS and Wii U um, eShops are shutting down next year, and with it, presumably Pokemon Bank will be gone. So, if you didn't already have it downloaded, I don't know if there's any way to now get, you know, pre-gen 6 and 7, wh whichever ones needed the bank. I don't know if you'll be able to, in the future, send those, you know, without the shop there to download the software from yeah it it sucks that um <laughs> it really sucks that pokemon sun and moon only had the bank feature alive for like less than five years mm. yeah well, but by the time it shuts down anyway yeah 
And I guess that means, like, unless I decide to send... Because I have my Gen 3 team sitting in my Omega Ruby game, because I sent them through the chain up to Gen 6. But unless I, you know, send them up to the home now and, you know, pay whatever monthly fees to keep the home open or transfer them into Sword or something, um, they might just be stuck in that game, depending... Because I have the bank software, but I don't know if, like, the bank home connection will get shut off when the eShop gets shut off or not. But... I, I, I assume that, um... The, the bank will still operate until they say it won't specifically mm. yeah. yeah and so I guess like yeah, the, the odds are low that they'll ever do another Hoenn remake which would be the main reason for me to send that team up to a future generation so yeah. they're probably fine to stay where they are I've got a shiny Sylveon that I, I, I want to keep hmm so maybe I need to do that, but then I'd need to pay like five dollars for Pokemon Bank again or whatever. Mm, yeah. <laughs> how, how much is a shiny Pokemon worth to me? I guess that's the real question. Well, I mean, there is a risk of the memory of whatever game card it's on running out, but um, I haven't run into that even with my like Game Boy games, so. Like you still have the Pokemon on that original cartridge. Well, I I think I I actually switched it from from Y and imported it into to Moon or Sun or whichever one I had. I forget. Mm. Um, and I I used it there in the end game um, because it was like level seventy. Um, oh. But I'm pretty sure it's. It's either still in Sun or in in the bank, which I stopped paying for like four years ago. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've got like hacked in, but hacked in in a way that the game's never gonna notice. Um, like all the mythicals on my Omega Ruby, so that I could complete that Pokedex. But I mean, it feels like with any of the newer Pokemon games, I'm fine just playing it as the game is and not worrying too much about the Pokemon that I can or can't get because even the designers aren't you know making all the Pokemon available anymore yeah I mean which is a shame but was bound to happen eventually and honestly people just kind of need to get over that part yeah, I mean, Gen like it, 6, I think it was, like, the last time that there was a really complete national dex in the game. And yeah. since then, it's just not really a thing anymore. Yeah, that that's that's kind of what I was confused about when we got to Sword and Shield, is that, like, the, the, the dex in Sun and Moon was, I, I think it capped out at 300 that you could actually catch in-game. Um, I don't remember what it had, but I know even with um, the Ultra versions, there, there were like rifts you could go to where you could catch Pokemon that weren't in the main game. But if you caught them, they didn't show up in the decks because it didn't, you know, create a national decks to include them in. You just had them unlisted. That's stupid. Yeah. 
But yeah, like that. That's why I was kind of confused, like when everybody was upset about Sword and Shield, because like you, you already couldn't catch most of them. Bless you. <laughs> I know it's. Okay, I'll, I'll just finish my thought. You can edit. Yeah, that, no, people just heard you way. randomly laughing for no reason because they didn't hear a thing I was doing. Because <laughs> it, it, I. <laughs> yeah, because of the way my setup is right now, you're hearing me through the phone, but everyone else is hearing me through the microphone that is plugged into my computer. So I can mute the microphone and you'll still hear me. It's like when you've stopped recording and I just go on for like three minutes after like mm. every episode. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish my thought and you can edit that whichever way you want. Yeah, we'll but, leave it all in. Um, okay, Jade was blowing your nose. Anyway, um... I, I was confused about the way people thought about Sword and Shield because you already couldn't catch most of the ones in Sun and Moon. And I'm pretty sure when Sun and Moon released, you couldn't use the Pokemon Bank to import any for like the first three months. Mm. Um, so it's like you effectively were were locked without those Pokemon anyway. Yeah, I don't know if people just like assumed that switch would be able to handle a full dex in the way that um sun and moon didn't even though sun and moon was on the same hardware as gen 6 which did have a full dex i do get that too though but also i i don't think game freak ever wanted to publish on a home console Mm. they they were they just kind of were forced to (laughs) like yeah i don't think I don't think they ever wanted that standard pushed upon them. Uh, and that that's not an excuse for the games continuing to stagnate. Because they have. Um, but, but also... <laughs> I mean... It's kind of just expectation at this point, which is sad. I hope Scarlet and Violet are better in that regard. I hope they actually innovate and keep all the small bullshit mechanics that um keep all the legend arceus stuff that yeah improve the immersion over past games yeah i doubt it will because they they want to keep that core the core games um the the same exact thing every time <laughs> yeah no, they're definitely going to give you probably a Charmander, if not a choice of a Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle at some point. Yeah. What What I really want is for them to not have a new bullshit battle mechanic like Z-Moves or Dynamax. Mm. Um, but you but know just, they will. Yeah. I, like, why don't they just take bring Megas back and just combine it like okay you can have the you could have the the mega stones or the the z ring or the whatever the fuck the dynamax catalyst was um like you you can have one of those and that's all you get 
Yeah, or, you know, combine all three. You can Dynamax into a giant version of your Mega Form uh, and use your Z move. They are, they, Dynamax already you get Z moves, though. Kind of, yeah. I mean, that that's basically what they are. Just Z yeah, moves yeah, two turns in a row. It's just based on the type, and you get a kind of move for it. Yeah, because like yeah. Z moves was, uh, it felt like it, they were trying to fix the problem that Mega Evolution had, which is that they don't want to design a Mega form of every Evolution line, but um, that makes it so like some Pokemon are just more powerful and special than others because yeah. they cared enough to make a Mega form of that one and not the other ones. So Z moves just made it based on typing, so they could generalize it to everything. But then, it's kind of less special that way, and also, you still had, like, your starters had their own Z-move that wasn't a type-based Z-move. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Dynamax is, I guess, yeah, kind of halfway between, because it is, every Pokemon can do it and get their, like, Z-move-style um, special attacks. But some Pokemon, the more special Pokemon, get a different looking form when they go Dynamax that um, other ones don't. Yeah, I, I did. Did anybody really like Dynamax? <laughs> like, I, I don't. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how competitive players felt about it. But yeah, like, it's. It's like a Z move that you can do three times in a row. Yeah. Instead of just one shot. Yeah, like, it, it did make the gem battles feel really cool. But aside from that, um, I don't know. I didn't really see the big appeal of it. Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't really do the Dynamax dungeons. Those were just a pain in the ass that you got, like, yeah. three NPCs who are morons. Who have to help you to defeat this big thing? Yeah, either that, or you deal with the with Pokemon's horrible online structure. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it, you know when you get on a roll with attacks, suddenly it's like, oh, it it has a shield. You have to break like three shields before you can deal damage to it again. Yeah, we like Pokemon, by the way. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm also looking at the time and realizing I should probably talk about this comic just to yeah. get through the thing. Um, yep, nope, the main event that I promised, I I don't know, when when was it? Like the early 190s of episodes that I just I, said out of the blue, like, well, 200's coming up, we gotta do something special. I know, I'm just gonna read the comic that the Sauron meme comes from. Oh yeah. So, yep, um, and I... So, it's a six-issue series. It's called Spider-Man and the X-Men uh, by Elliot Kalin, who is also one of the hosts of a podcast called The Flophouse, which is a really fun, like, bad movie podcast. Um, but, yeah, no, he, he's a big Marvel nerd, and he wrote this miniseries. Um, a lot of stuff happens in it. To the point that I couldn't read more than a couple issues at a time before having to take a break for like a month uh, before getting back. And that's partly just because I don't have the attention span to read as much as I used to. I, I can still read comics at least because, you know, half of it's pictures. Uh, 
but it's I've just I've got a pile of books that I've been meaning to read and I just don't get back to them. Um, and yeah, like there's, there is a lot of text because there's a lot of jokes and a lot of quips and things going on. Um, so yeah, so it starts off Spider-Man, you know, at Wolverine's request because uh, currently at this point, the X-Men are. I think the. I think they might have said that there's two schools at this point. That there's like a Cyclops school and there's Wolverine school. Um, <laughs> Professor X is dead again because that's just <laughs> how he how he does. Um, so Spider-Man, uh, at Wolverine's request, comes to be like a substitute teacher at the school for their class of misfits. Um, who uh, Wolverine, I think, either sus- suspects or knows. That one of them is like a mole for some kind of enemy of the X-Men, which is eventually, you know, that's kind of the mystery that goes through all the issues as Spider-Man's trying to figure out which of these students is actually the, like, secret traitor. Um, So the students he's got, let's see, there's uh, Hellion, who's this snobby guy with, like, fire powers. Um... Rockslide is a guy made of rocks. Huh. Um, shark Girl is <laughs> a girl who is a shark. What about um, Lava Boy? No. Damn. Yeah. Well, I guess Hellion is kind of Lava Boy. And I think they actually <laughs> might get together romantically by the end. Um, <laughs> actual Shark Girl and Lava Boy. That's funny as shit. <laughs> like maybe just to me but <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see and this, anyway. this glob who is like a pink blob it's like a skeleton surrounded by a pink blob um, with just these kind of googly eye looking eyeballs um, he's I think he's like indestructible but yeah he's, he's just like a this pink blob skeleton guy question yep does the glob eat anybody <laughs> Uh, nope. He, I mean, he does have some, you know, memorable moments, but I don't think any of them involved eating anyone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but see, question this. over. Okay. Uh, there's no girl who is a brain in a jar, uh, who communicates psychically. Uh, there's I-Boy, which is, you know, E-Y-E, because he is covered in eyeballs. They're, like, on all over his skin everywhere. E-Y-E. Yep. That's you. E-Y-E? <laughs> That's I mean, a E-W-E Grumps is you. Oh, okay. That's a Game Grumps joke. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so, so you're the Aaron in this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of co- I, I thought that was implied. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm the one that everybody gets annoyed at, and you're the one that everybody likes. Okay, yeah, so you are the, the, the gamer boy. Yes. Um, I am the one who wins. Yeah. Um, okay, and then there's Ernst, who is, uh, like a teenage old lady. Like, she looks like an old lady, but she's a teenager, I think. <laughs> what, what, what a great superpower. Yeah. She can impersonate so the queen, maybe. That's about it. Yeah, so there's those seven, you know, just very obscure, oddball X-Men characters, who I assume probably all existed before this, and they're just, like, you know, obscure characters that Elliot Kalen could just write this story about. They are the misfits who Spider-Man has to be a substitute teacher for. Um, 
And there's a lot of antics and shenanigans. Uh, let's see. And then they go to a museum that gets attacked by a league of dinosaur villains. Um, with, you know, Sauron and Stegron, the dinosaur man. And do, do they have a name? Uh, it, like a collective group name? Yeah. Uh, let's see if it comes up. Because it looks like, yeah, the, okay, they're on a field trip to the museum. Uh, Stegron, who, he spells it with three S's because he, he's just the, like a hissing dinosaur guy. Um, it's Stegron the Dinosaur Man. Um, I think he's also got, like, some psychic powers. Because these are, you know, comic book dinosaurs and they have psychic powers. Um, of course. Sauron definitely has psychic powers. And also a loincloth. Um, <laughs> to hide his shame. Yeah, yeah, to hide his, his pterodactyl dick. Um, so yeah. Okay, yeah, he's got psychic powers. He puts Spider Man to sleep. Um, they capture Spider Man and all the um, teenager mutants and have them all tied up to trees on um, Staten Island, which is going to be like the hub of Sauron's new. He calls it New Savage Island. <laughs> Um, because he, he's, he wants to turn people into, into dinosaurs, and he's going to start <laughs> Oh, that. does he? Yeah. <laughs> what, what a... Yep, the famous what? panel that inspired reading this whole thing. Um, <laughs> On Staten Island, that's... What okay. A, what, a, what a choice. So the group name is the United Prehistoric Insurgency. Um, that's not as, um memeable as I thought it might be. Nah, it's... I mean, th there are some fun memeable names coming up for, like, teams and groups and stuff. Nice. Um, but Stegron, or uh, Sauron, is just too pretentious for that. Um, yeah, so, Shark Girl teams up with the, the bad guys because she's, you know, a shark, which, you know, kind of related to, to dinosaurs. Um, she's megalodumb. Yeah, but also it's uh, yeah, kind of an act she's manipulating them to um, get everyone broken out of prison so they can fight them um, cunning and, like a shark yeah and Glob is the first one they use their dino ray on so they turn him into a uh, triceratops skeleton inside of a pink blob with googly eyes <laughs> 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 That's amazing. Let's see, yeah, and then there's a fight. Do, does he stay like that forever? Because I no, hope so. they they convert him back. Oh, um, that's a shame. Yeah, let's see. Um, okay, yeah, so Shark Girl man manipulates Stegron and Sauron against each other because they both have a crush on her. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, let's see. Okay, they fight, and then use their psychic powers against each other to end up turning each other into stone. So they're just like locked in combat and both what? turned each other to stone. Is, is that how psychic powers work? Uh, it's comic books. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like, yeah, this it's a comic book that very... Like, it, it has a lot of tongue-in-cheek quips about the comic bookiness of it, but also fully embraces the stupid comic book shit that they get into. Well... 
You know what? That that is how psychic powers work. Because that's what happens w- when um, Ash gets caught in between Mew and Mewtwo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I mean, there's precedent. <laughs> yep. So then the Spider-Man calls in um, the Avengers to come take care of these, you know, stoned villains, and also turn. Let's see. Did they? Okay. Yeah, I guess they, they just used the technology there to turn Glob back. Um, so, yeah, so um, the the Blackbird arrives to pick up the team, but it turns out it's not the real Blackbird, it's the decoy one being controlled by Chameleon, who <laughs> hits everyone with sleeping gas and then delivers them all to Mojo, who's an Mojo X-Men villain. Jojo? Nah, Mojo, the fat guy who has... He, he's an X-Men villain who has... Like, he's from another planet. He's an, he's an alien. Um, and he runs, like, evil game shows and stuff. So, he, he's got Spider-Man and this group of mutants in um, a... I guess, like, a game show where he has them fight the Sinister 66... Which it's sixty-six Spider-Man villains. Um, they're all like robot recreations of them, but I, I hope it's like the crazy eighty-eight fight in um, Kill Bill. Yeah, I mean it's just like like every panel of every page of this fight is just all the Spider-Man villains flying through the air everywhere. Cause yeah, that, let's see. Um, so the panel that, where they introduce them, we've got Doc Ock, Jackal, Lizard, Sandman, Carnage, Mysterio, uh, Vulture, Green Goblin, Scorpion, Venom, Craven, Shocker, Rhino, some guy in a bear suit, uh, some kind of monkey, and a guy throwing <laughs> metal rings. And that's the first panel of it. Because then on the second, and second panel, let's see, we've got Carrion, Jackal, Electro, Tombstone, Venom. Uh, next panel, Scorpion, Wasp, Kingpin, and um, Rhino. And then you see Hellion taking down four flying goblin type people at once. Because we've got Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, Demigoblin, and Jack-O-Lantern. Um... Yeah, so it's you know all the fan service you could want. I, my my favorite Spider-Man villain is some kind of monkey. Mm-hmm. It's also my favorite Metallica song. Yeah, that's a that's I don't know if I would call that a deep cut, but it's a cut. Mm. Yeah. So then it turns out all the villains are solid-state holograms, except for Chameleon, who is really there because he's the one who kidnapped them in the first place. Um, but they beat them all up. Um, and then, let's see, they get rescued by Gambit, who is, oh, I know Gambit was, uh, Chameleon Undercover, um, but, I think, oh yeah, there's, like, kid X-Men who show up, there's, like, a kid version of Wolverine, Iceman, and Rogue who show up to help them, um, because they're... Like, the X-Men of Mojo World, I guess? I don't know, it's comic books. Um, <laughs> so it's it's like Spider-Man Unlimited, where there's just, like, a parallel Earth planet. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that it's it's Mojo World. It's a world where everyone is just like fat, ugly blob people like Mojo. Except I guess there's also kid X Men running around. Um, and all they care about is like entertainment and television. Um, oh, so it's America. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, a parody version. Um, okay, so then the next issue, after they all get back to Earth, um, they're dealing with the all-new Sinister Six, which is, let's see, do they explain who these characters are? They're... Is some kind of monkey in it? No, it's... Damn. I want to see if they, before I just try to imagine who these characters are, do they say... Uh, no, not there. Okay. Oh, there they are. Okay. So, yep, yeah, their leader is, um, I think his name is a parent. Okay, I guess he doesn't introduce himself. Oh, Swarm. Okay. So the, the, the leader is Swarm. He looks like a swarm of bees with a purple cape. Um, swarm. Yeah. There's Swarm, there's Delilah, who is like a ninja girl with a big ponytail. Um, Melter is a guy with, like, a welding gear suit and, uh, Mega Man cannon arm thing. Um, Eight Ball is, uh, like a spandex suit with an eight ball head and a, his weapon is, like, a pool cue. Um, uh, I thought he just really liked cocaine. No. Um, Squid is a green guy with like tentacle arms kind of like dr octopus except looks organic um wait it swarm that's the nazi bee man right yep yeah no he speaks in germ <laughs> let's see he, uh okay his first let's see entschuldigung bank customers this is ein robbery nobody move or the girl dies the death of a thousand stings so yeah, it, it's all in like overdone German <laughs> accent, everything that he says. Um, and then Shrike is their last guy. He looks like Batman with a blonde ponytail. Hi. I don't know what his powers are. It doesn't matter. They're all just here for a gag. Determination. Just pulling in every obscure character they can for this. Um, so yeah, so Spider-Man and his X-Men beat them and... Uh, Spider-Man finally explains to Storm that Wolverine has him trying to figure out who the traitor is among the group. Um, and... Let's see. Oh, and then they have, like, a science fair contest against Beast and his students. Um... <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing Beast has all the, like, super smart students. Yeah, um... Let's see. Okay, so they they have their they do their science experiment things, um, and I think actually is, is this the part? Um, let me just double check. Okay, science. Because I think like I think Beast's science fair plan is to like create a portal to another world, and the Spider-Man team one. Uh, I gotta check. There, to, there is to, to mm. cure mutants, right? That's the that's their plan to cure mutants. Um, no, 
I don't Darn. think. No. Um. I just, I, because I don't want to say, if it is what I think it is, I, I just want to make sure I'm not jumping the gun, because there is a fun science thing that happens later. Okay, so somehow, Ven I guess because of the portal thing, Venom symbiotes end up getting, um, there, or, no. Okay, no, no, the, the thing Beast made was a, uh, portal that would take them up to Sword's, like, uh, space station. And they get to the space uh. station and find it's been taken over by Deathbird of the Brood Symbiote Imperium, which is like a bird looking, like a bird person woman version of Venom, I guess, who has a bunch of symbiotes uh. that have taken over. It can be hot. Depends. Um, no, that, that was a le legitimate question. Is she hot? Um, I mean, it depends on your taste, I guess. How big are her teeth? Not How big that are... they're noticeable, but they're not huge. That that was a bird joke. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, went T over my head. My reflexes bird. weren't quick enough to catch it. I should <laughs> I should have used boobies. Mm. That would have been I... funnier, and it, and it's a lot more fun to say. Mm. How big? <laughs> How big are her boobies? Yeah, so okay, so the X Men sorry. and stuff. They yeah, they fight the symbiote. They fight like a whole bunch of symbiotes and have like kind of a zombie style um, thing on the space station. And then Spider Man ends up with no girl's help getting a symbiote onto him, but keeping it under control so it doesn't take him over. And then getting to do like some black suit combat. Um, and then, in order to get home, because the portal got broken, they have to fly an escape pod. But because they're worried about it burning up on re-entry, I guess, for some, I don't know how it works, but they um, end up webbing Glob onto the front of the thing so he can absorb all the, the heat, I guess. But because he's indestructible, it's fine. Um, and then... Does Glob talk? Yeah. Yeah, I know. He, somehow. It's comic books. Don't question it. Okay. I was I was just curious. Because um, it, it, it's, it would seem kind of cruel if he doesn't talk. And they mm. just used him to, like, soak up uh, all the most dangerous shit. Yeah, no, he, he can talk and think. And he's aware and not super keen on being the one absorbing all the heat. But um, he survives it. You know, he takes one for the team. Um, okay, and then they get home, and then it's revealed that Ernst is actually the the mole because she's working for Mr. Sinister because Mr. Sinister had offered to get a body for no girl using his, you know, weird science stuff. Um, and let's see, yeah, so Mr. Sinister captures Spider-Man and the rest of the team has to figure out how to save him. Um, no girl gets put into a body that's a clone of Storm. Um, and then it turns out Sinister actually kind of you know, double-crossed them. Because he's, he's made clones of six of the X-Men. So that they can be his team, which he calls Sinister's Six. <laughs> 
Yeah, so there, there's your good memorable name. <laughs> and you've got the Sinister 66. And also the all new Sinister 6. <laughs> they saw the opportunity. Yeah. And they just went right for yeah, it. Yeah, it's a six issue series to build up to that pun. <laughs> <laughs> I I appreciate the hell out of that. Oh Lord. Everybody appreciate it. As much as me. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the good guys get there and there's a big fight and Ernst and no girl, you know, the, they they remove the brain from the clone body. Um, so everything goes back to normal ish. You know, they beat um Mr. Sinister and I'm just looking ahead to see Okay, so I think okay, so I assume I don't it must have been stated in dialogue or something. The science fair project that Spider Man's team had is um I think trying to they're using um, Sauron's uh, di- turn people into dinosaurs tech to cure cancer. <laughs> Which, if you remember the panel, Spider-Man was saying, you're rewriting you know, g- genetics at the molecular level, you could use that tech to cure cancer, and Sauron says, I don't want to cure cancer, I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> so, yeah, so Spider-Man and his group use the Sauron tech to cure cancer. <laughs> And then they win the science fair, and everybody goes home happy, right? Uh, well, then there was the, you know, space station symbiote breakout with Deathbird, and then the Mr. Sinister stuff. And and then everybody gets home, and they're all, you know, they've all, uh, respect Spider-Man in a way they didn't before, because he just seemed like kind of a dweeb, but now they, you know, these teenagers all look up to him. And that that's at the end of the day, that's what matters. Yeah. It's all about the kids. Don't don't take that out of context. Mm. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's a it's a fun comic. I don't know I mean I got it as a graphic novel, but I think that's out of print technically. Um it's probably available through the Marvel Comics like digital app. But, you know, if anyone's interested in reading it. It sounds like a riot. Mm. All right, yeah, it is, so. it, it's dense with jokes, because there's just so many jokes everywhere that it takes a while to get through it. But it has a lot of fun stuff. So the, the outro to this episode should be... Um, the opening song from Spider-Man and the X-Men Arcade Revenge mm. for the SNES. Yeah. That goes like, down! Down, down! Wait, no. <laughs> I mean, I probably still have it from the last time you sent it to me, but I don't that, remember. That's right. It's like, down, 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 down,
or I'll do the whole thing later if you want me to. We'll we'll just uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll um, we'll make a masterpiece. Mm. Yep, and it looks like we still got twenty minutes, so we got time for another topic. Um, my ass hurts sitting in this chair. Mm. That's a that's a topic. Okay. Uh, I, I how told does that you, make you feel? Um, it makes me feel like I want to get up, but I have an animal on me, so mm. I I told you I would be uncomfortable for two hours. Mm. But she's scared because it's windy. Mm. Um, um, let's talk about not butt-related topics. Okay. Um. Uh, Oh, um, I watched Clone Wars. That's oh, yep. part of it. Yep. Um, well, first I watched the, the two, 2D micro series again. Um, mm. Except this time I watched the Disney Plus version, which is a lot better than watching all the episodes individually. Um, yeah, it's like the DVD version where they yeah. merge them all into... Did they do that yeah. with the second season too? Merged it all into one... They they did, but the the second season is uh, a lot longer episodes, so it's less. Yeah, it's, it's anyway. like five fifteen minute episodes instead yeah. of twenty two minute episodes. Yeah, the 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 first yeah, the the first one was like two minute episodes, so it was really noticeable when every couple minutes mm. they would have like a fifteen second intro. Yeah. Um. Whereas. Whatever blaster sounds of. Yeah. Choo choo. Yeah. <laughs> or that 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 just sounded like a, a stupid bird. Mm. Like, um. Yeah, I've never yeah, really it, understood the the pew pew noise. Like that wasn't, you know, like I get it as a sound effect, but it's just I don't remember as a kid anybody imitating a gun sound by saying pew pew. Like that, it's just it's it's such a weak, limp yeah. sound for a gun. The only the only pew noise is really like the ricochet sound effect, mm. I guess. It's like pew. Yeah, and it's like I guess like laser guns maybe would sound like pew, but it just it doesn't it doesn't like. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe that's the, some weak maybe. sauce guns you got, kids. You know, get get something that goes like. <laughs> Maybe the guns were just very religious. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or they're, you know, skunk related. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have the jokes here. Yep. We got all, all five of them right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right for us. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, the the 2D Clone Wars micro series is like maybe minute for minute the best Star Wars thing put to screen. Mm. Um, and the 3D Clone Wars TV series, um, the first season kind of sucks. I I mean it's all right. It just doesn't really go anywhere until the second season, so kind of just feels like a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, I, 
Like, I should watch 3D Clone Wars again at some point, but I feel like even with the later seasons, half the episodes of the entire series are completely skippable. Um, yeah. Like, certain arcs are important and or, like, meaningful character stuff, but a lot of it feels like filler, even though it's not actually adapting anything. It's just, it's just they wanted to do some side story for a couple episodes. Um, yeah, like the, I I like the first episode of Clone Wars, where it's just Yoda and a few clones, um, mm-hmm. just fighting like a, a token droid army. It sets up the show really well. Um, yeah, and I I I like the episode where it's just like a handful of random clones defending a. a reconnaissance base Mm. that's getting infiltrated by droids yeah Um, and uh, other than that the first season is just characters doing things and action occurs yeah like season one you know it it set up a lot of like the clones and their personalities and otherwise it was just like a lot of like jedi and clones fighting separatists um yeah just like adventures and stuff um, and like see- season two, also I mean uh, all you know all the seasons, like, especially like from season two onward, it's more. I think season one had like a more either single episodes or two parters, where from season two onward they broke them up into like mini movies. There'd be like three to four episodes per arc, for like every arc. Um, yeah, the 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 malevolence arc <clears throat> is in season one. Yeah, yeah, that was like the big one but, of season one. But like, like they they had the malevolence n- arc nothing. and they had the two parter about the guy making poison on Naboo or something. Yeah. But. Yeah, it. Yeah, and and then like they set up season two as rise of the bounty hunters, but the bounty hunters really didn't do all that much in season two. Um, yeah, like season two, like the interesting stuff was the return to Geonosis, and like Mandalore, um, when they did that uh, multi-part thing, and the, I think yeah. Boba Fett was also season two, but you know that I don't know. I don't really like the Clone Wars version of Boba Fett. Yeah, I, I didn't get into um, season two yet, so I don't know what's there. Mm. I just know that that's when like some of the more complex storylines really start. Mm. Um, whereas one is very episodic, just like oh, this week is General Grievous, and he's mm, his battle droids oh. are still idiots. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, Grievous has the advantage, and then Anakin does something reckless, um, mm. and then they get the upper hand, and then Grievous gets away because he has to die in the third movie. Yeah, and they fight Dooku again, but you know when he fights him in the third movie, his powers have doubled since last they fought, right? Know, like a week ago. So, <laughs> yeah, it's really not canon friendly in that sense uh but yeah whatever it want to you know feature all the major characters in a thing that happens in between things 
Yeah. And even like, cause you know the the clone, if the first season of Clone Wars does feel like, you know, when you watch Episode Two, and then Episode Three, and you imagine what must have happened in between, like Season One is closer to that. You know, aside from Ahsoka being like, where did she come from and where did she go? Um, where did she come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Cotton Eye Joe, the Jedi who. Uh, <laughs> doesn't explain this stuff but everyone hopes it will um but yeah like because season one is republic versus separatists and but like going off the movies that seems like that's the entirety of the clone wars conflict is the republic and the separatists but then you know because the show wants to have more variety than that you know like season two they bring in the bounty hunters and the mandalorians and you know like other factions like in the war and then like season three you get like the night sisters and the ones on mortis with their whole weird mumbo jumbo shit and (laughs) um and i don't remember what season four had season five you've got like the start of the rebel alliance with them like training you know local militias to fight back against the separatists um so yeah like the the later seasons you know expand out the world but in the context of the movies it feels a little weird because that's a lot of stuff that nobody seems to talk about when they get to season three or episode three of the movies yeah that that's the weird thing about expanding the universe is that it actually makes the movies feel small in comparison. Yeah. Um, even though, like, they're, they're these big galaxy-spanning um, conflicts, but, like, there's so many ideas that just aren't represented in the movies. Yeah. So it feels weird going back to look at them. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it, like the the movies almost the the movies almost have to be like separated into their own thing with the the expanded stories like as like basically DLC just mm. like it it's technically in the same universe but it's separate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or else there there are quite a few things that don't really make complete sense. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's just there's a lot of other things that happened that you know, like characters having like full arcs that are then resolved by the time they then uh, have that you know final fight with Dooku and save Palpatine, and then all the clones turn on everyone and kill everyone. And Anakin murders a bunch of kids. Um, <laughs> Mace Windu gets thrown out a window. I I did see a meme the other day. It's um um it was like Luke after Darth Vader murders a bunch of kids. Um, he's like he can be saved, and it's uh, Luke when Kylo thinks bad thoughts, <laughs> and it's him. It's him, like with the with a blaster from uh, A New Hope. Mm. He's got like a half smile on his face. 
but the sequels suck. Let's not get into it. Um, yeah, no, I, a lot of people are just content to ignore them. Um, yeah. We'll see how Disney ever attempts to salvage those in the future. I'm, I'm fine with ignoring them until they get expanded upon, because they are not trying yet. Mm. They... It's almost as if they realize what a mess they've made, and they just don't want to touch it. Mm. Yeah, no, they really shouldn't have rushed Rise of Skywalker out as fast as they did. Um, you know, if it was just 7 and 8, they could have fixed it. Or even just stuck to the original script, which would have been fine. Yeah. But they wanted their fan-pleasing um, fix of a movie, and also wanted that movie to come out within two years. And yeah. just made a disaster. Yeah, it's too bad that somehow Palpatine returned. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow Palpatine returned. Somehow Ray was Palpatine's granddaughter. All the <laughs> yeah, that she was Palpatine's granddaughter, and also somehow she was all the Jedi. And somehow <laughs> Leia trained her despite having no new voice clips to work with. <laughs> and somehow Kylo Ren, after getting stabbed in the chest and healed, uh, decided, yeah, I don't feel like a bad guy anymore. Um, I'm gonna throw yeah. my lightsaber in the ocean now. And talk to my ghost dad. You shouldn't have a ghost. And, um, <laughs> and I'm gonna make out with Rey and then die. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like I right, I'm a head out. <laughs> oh, that movie sucks. So I assume um by next time you'll probably watch more Clone Wars. I yeah. don't know if I have any cuz Kirby's not until the end of the month. And then Lego Star Wars comes out early next month. So I don't know that I have any specific plans for the and even like Moon Knight doesn't come out till the end of the month. Yeah. By the next time we record, I'll hopefully have finished Emerald. Um, I also, think I'm about halfway through. I mean, I've got four badges, and the fifth one is a town I've already been to. Mm. I know there's the whole um, legendary bullshit, but like that should be fine, right? Mm. Like I don't think that takes a long time, really. Hmm. Oh no! Yeah, I think the sound's also starting to cut out. So the Discord yeah, I, app is. I I heard the sound of you disconnecting from Discord for a minute. Mm. Um, but apparently you popped right back in. So we might have just had a a short connection issue. Well, yeah, it's up to two hours, and the Discord phone app doesn't like to run longer than that. So. Yeah. Um, anything else to say for our two hundredth? Super special, almost birthday episode. Um, thank you for listening. If you still are, I don't know why, but I love you. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no. If if people enjoy listening to this as much as we enjoy recording it, uh, that's great. Um, keep listening. It will always be free. I have no plans to make a Patreon or anything. I don't feel like I should charge people for this. If you enjoy it, just feel free to enjoy it. I mean the 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 quality is not uh, <laughs> super high. Mm. Well, uh, you get what you pay for. 
I I hope one day we actually like get inexplicably pop popular and we actually do a sponsorship and people just don't realize <laughs> because we've done so many fake ones. Mm. It's like no, really, you really need to sign up for NordVPN. Yeah. We're not yeah. lying this time. Yeah, like like seriously, put this code in the raid Shadow Legend, you'll get a free legendary pull. Yeah. <laughs> it's got um, really good graphics and a gripping story. Like, just just download it. <laughs> just download it and put in your credit card information right away. It's very important. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait. Use our code first, and then put in your credit card information and buy at least ten dollars. That way, we can get fifty cents of that ten dollars. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that's how marketing works. Mm. Can can we at least get sponsored by like somebody's Etsy account? Oh, I mean that seems possible. Like, um. <laughs> like does anybody just make like I don't know knitted phone covers? <laughs> I mean, I know Brown Wolf had an Etsy account for selling mugs, like printed design mugs. Really? I don't know if that's still a thing, but. Yeah. Who do we I know that's creative? Do a sponsorship for a penny, or um, an imaginary Dogecoin. Just pay us an imaginary Dogecoin, <laughs> and we'll do a sponsorship. Yeah, just somebody make us an NFT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, an NFT, a special <laughs> NFT that's not on the blockchain, so it that makes it more yeah. valuable. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's literally just a jpeg yeah <laughs> but it's it's owned by us because we say so <laughs> it's on our own blockchain which uses no um electricity because it's not real <laughs> not even a jpeg it's just like a crayon draw <laughs> That somebody mailed to you. <laughs> nah, it's, it's an MS Paint drawing of like a smiley face, and that, Ed, that's Ed, our Ed. NFT. It's on the Shack Funk blockchain, which does not exist. So that makes uh, it extra secure because no one can hack it. Yep, and can't by hack the way, it. Doesn't we're exist. We're we're selling it for two hundred million dollars. Mm. So. Yeah, no, if you, you know, want to sponsor us for you know two million dollars, yeah. we we'll give you this JPEG of an MS Paint smiley face. Yeah, yeah, you know, I um, haven't made it yet, but I will make it for you if you give us two million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Elon, Bill, if you're listening, you know, hit us up. You no, know, it could be very valuable one day. You might make um, two million and one dollars for it, and <laughs> that would make your investment worth it. <laughs> yeah, we we might be valuable enough to get it up to a whole two million and forty six cents. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? But when you convert that into Bitcoin, maybe it's worth more. I don't know how that works. <laughs> that would be worth like one Bitcoin. Mm. Bitcoin is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like I mean, yeah, hey, sure, it'd it's be like a... one one thousandth of a Bitcoin, but that adds yeah. up. You just do it a thousand more times, and now you have a Bitcoin. Yeah. It's like. Remember when Bitcoin was supposed to be a currency, and now, like, to buy anything sensible with it, you would have to use, like, 0 0.05 of a Bitcoin? Hmm. Well, it sounds like they just need to mint more of them to 
make the value <laughs> yeah, get, get the inflation make one up. feel like one yeah anyway we're, we're not here to talk about cryptocurrency <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um all right thank you for listening my name is brett um in case you forgot but like we never introduced ourselves <laughs> for like the past two years yeah uh, yeah we've forgotten to do that for a while um my name is jade uh, okay you're, you're both of us now yeah you are all the hosts <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm stopping recording that that is that is the best the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>